Hi, everyone. I'm Tish Conlon. Here's another episode of Tish Talk. Today, I have a guest from uh, Australia. I was going to say down under. <laughs> Scotty Schindler. Welcome, Scotty. It's great to have you uh, as a guest tonight. How are you? Or it's, t- it's tomorrow for you, right? <laughs> Good morning. We've already we've, we've already been. Yeah, it's it's you're it's tomorrow. Friday. It's, it's Thursday <laughs> evening for you. So <laughs> yeah, well that's great. Well, good morning to you. We can start that off. I get get, get I'm winding down with the the glass of wine. Bad habit. <laughs> so today, so Scotty Schindler, you have been a coach. I, I I chatted with you a few minutes before we started. You've been a coach since you were probably a kid. You just love coaching. So you, you said since you were 18, you've been inspired to go. What what sparked the the passion for bringing out the best in people and coaching? Well, actually, so what happened was to give you the story on that was I. I really wanted to get into being a real estate salesperson when I was younger because I saw one of the older guys who surfed and he drove a brand new car and he was in real <laughs> estate. And I went, wow, that's successful. I'm going to I'm gonna get into real estate so I can drive a brand new car too, right? Anyway, uh, I couldn't get a job selling real estate. No one would give me a job, but I ended up getting a job selling insurance. And I started that job when I was 18. And within a year, so I was now 19, I started running sales teams. So wow. essentially- since 19, all I've done is develop people and train people and coach people and bring out the best in people. Now wow. that went on for 10 years. Then I started my own software company. Well, nothing changed, right? That's if you're in business, you're in the people business. That's all there is to it. Yes. The product we sell is relevant, but the most relevant thing in business is building people, whether it's clients or staff. It's really a people business, not a product business. Absolutely. All business is the same. Oh, so, I love and that. Then, and then when I, I sold the company and I retired, I got asked to speak and talk and come on things like podcasts. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm yeah. always happy to be philanthropic and share the knowledge. So whatever people hear today, look, I'm really happy that I can inspire and motivate you. That's my objective. Oh, uh, but at the same time, I, I do do consulting or coaching. People do pay me money to actually, you know, get the forest and trees moment and actually right. go, what do I need to do? So I help people with that too, right? It's, it's, it's good beer money. I, I enjoy it. Absolutely. And one of the things I'd like is where can people contact you? I mean, I have part of my audience are business professionals. I've got a whole, as we said, a whole range of people. Um, So where, where is the best place for people to contact you if they want to ask? The good news is, well, I do have my own website, scottyshindler.com. Obviously LinkedIn. I'm the only Scotty Schindler on LinkedIn. And (laughs) I found you. Yeah. Which was a deliberate connected. action. I did research. Yeah. Am I am I going to stay Scott or Scotty that everyone knows me about personally? Business world, I was Scott. Outside of the business world, at home, I'm Scotty. So anyway, so now I'm Scotty all over the place. Anyway. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to be Tish and Patricia, and I'm pretty much Tish now Tish as well. Now, yeah. Yeah. So it was a very defining moment to go, no, I'm Scotty. That's it. There's no, yeah. you know, I don't have to be the business person anymore. Scotty's fine. I've been there, yeah. done all that hard work. All right. So. Yeah. Good. And uh, but the other thing is, I give away. I'm philanthropic on all my knowledge, so I share all my courses for free. So I've got 260 odd videos that I've put up on System One Three Five Seven that cover things from systems to sales to you name it. So you can go onto System One Three Five Seven. It's free to join, free to watch. And wow, that's hugely generous. Is that through? Can you get that through your website as well? Yes. Yep. Everywhere. Everywhere links to it. LinkedIn so links to it. My website links to it. Let's dive into this because, I mean, you've been 
building people up and bringing out the best of them since you're 18. I mean, it's incredible. And realizing it, there's no product, there's it's people. Everything's people. That's what we want to bring out the best in each other. I love that. So how did you come up with this system, 1357? What is it? Can you break it down in a nutshell for people? Easy. Uh, so essentially, so when I sold the company retired early, people started asking me what I did. And now I got asked to speak for Google and their startup grind series. And that was fine. And, and in that, two things happened that year. So in 2018, one thing was I woke up one morning and went, wow, everything I planned on doing from like 1999 to 2000, when I wanted to start a company, I managed to pull it off. I went full cycle from a concept to a startup. I didn't know it was called a startup at the time. I was just starting a business. Yeah. <laughs> I love all these new technology terms we get. But yeah, hey, I love it. Turned out I was doing SaaS before SaaS even existed. Anyway, who cares? <laughs> I just had all these ideas and ways I wanted to build a company. And I, and I actually went on that journey. I successfully exited, retired early. I went, wow, that was amazing. I can't believe I actually pulled that off. It took 18 years or wow. 12, 15 or 18, depending on how you want to measure it. But it took 18 years for that entire journey. Wait, I have a question. I, I yeah. mean, I know my whole Canadian audience and, and, and probably some Americans are just dying to ask you, are you a surfer? You oh, absolutely. Surf? Yeah. Well, well <laughs> okay. champion. Well, champion yeah. surfer too, by the way. Oh, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way. Like, is amateur level. Amateur level. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> I, we just had to get that. I'm sure it was like, you know, you have to say a few things about surfing, I'm sure, because people. Oh, and, you know, I'm not sure whether surfing may be a better business person or being. You know, all the business taking off may be a better surfer competitively. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I do talk about surfing a lot. And, um, and, and with System 1357, I actually, the last thing, which is the seven tactics of time, I talk about one turn, which is a surfing analogy. And, oh. uh, yeah, so like with 1357, we're going back to finish that question. I was riding my bike one day and uh, I knew I needed a way of packaging everything up, right? So yes. I knew I needed that. And I didn't know how... I knew I was into systems. I knew I had all this sort of thing. And I, I, I had this 1357 epiphany because when I worked for the insurance company, they had a 1357 plan. And what that meant was 13 minutes and 50 seconds, 57 seconds a day learning, reading a oh, book, learning. Okay. And they had so this 1357 plan. Oh, I see. So like less than 15 minutes a day. And what I did was I realized that I had a 1357, but it was completely different. It had nothing relevant at all to the one, three, five, seven plan, but it was a one, three, five, and seven. So the one is people first. The three is the conditions, actions, needs. The five is the five systems of successful people. And the seven is the seven tactics to maximize your time, right? Awesome. I love it. All wrapped around a triangle, right? Which is sales, business, and leadership. If you get all that right, you're going to have a great business. That's all there is to it. And that's what I did. And I had all that before I started my own company. The only thing that changed was after I got out of the company, I came up with a way of packaging it so I could explain it to people and go follow this system. Wait, say that again, because I'm sure people are going to rewind. They're like, so what does <laughs> do the, now that I've got, now yep. I'm just digesting, right? You've been doing this one, three, what does each stand for? The one, the one is people first, you first. Um, yeah. So, you know, people first, but you first, the so first things first. Yes. Like just Goal like when you're in the just like the analogy in in the plane, you, you know, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help someone else. I love that. Can't drink okay. from an empty cup. All those good things, right? Yeah, people first. Yes, love people it. first, clients first. You name it, and and you first. You set your own goals. You my quote for that is strive for healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's been my mantra since about 1997. 
strive for healthy, wealthy, and wise. And that's all part of one. The three is the conditions, actions, and needs. They're the three essentials to success. Okay. So every business needs to know what the conditions are like, what the actions are like, and what the needs are. And if you can address that, you can succeed in business. The good thing about needs is you can either fulfill needs or you can create needs. Oh, yeah. I was wondering needs. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, either. You can do either. Right. But, you know, when you when you understand what the conditions are like, let's use weather. You can't change the weather. Right. It's coming. There's right. a cold front. There's a warm front. You can't change it. Actions. Well, what, what are people doing about it? You know, so there's actions. And then what do they need? Whether that's ah. in business or personal or whatever. If you can fulfill those needs, you're laughing. That's what I business is all about. I have an example. I just wanted to run it by you quickly. Like, let's just, you know, spontaneous because people are thinking, you know, they, they get really hung up on the words and instead let's just use a human need of getting together company. You know, we have that we're social beings. So if the weather's bad and you were, you'd planned a group to get together to surf, sure you love surfing, but you also love each other and you want to spend time. So what you do is you shift and you plan it to get together for a drink or you, you get together and you play a board game. The whole, the whole object, the need is really met there. The social need, right? Social need. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. And if you look at conditions, actions, needs, it's a, it's a, it's a constant evolving analysis, whether yes. it's business, whether it's people, whether it's the economy or the weather is the simple example. We're constantly yes. doing a can analysis and people do it. The only difference is I simplify it for people and go, this is what you need to do. Yes. And, and, What's yes. happening? What are people doing and what do they need? And we, we can't really affect the conditions. They're just there. We still exactly. need to look at them though. And we need to try and predict the conditions too. What's it going to look like in in a day or 10 days or 100 days or next year we need to look at the conditions or forecast well exactly and i mean that was a that was a sort of a, a basic example i'm looking at your backdrop and imagining surfing because i've never done it before and it's on my list but a business might have that similar uh situation right now there's a lot of supply chain issues um and shortages so those are the conditions right They're the that, conditions that, right and so how what what actions are you going to take if you can't get your parts and you know what needs will or will not be met and how are you going to handle that right and that's that's a lot of businesses are facing that yeah. specific uh, limiting condition now that's a perfect can analysis and you know it's it's your own analysis it's something that successful people do it's the three essentials to success and whether right. that's sport or business or personal life it's right. the same analysis, you know, mm -hmm. I, I went through a stage where I was fat and I wasn't happy, right? That was the conditions. What the actions did I need to do and what did I need? And, you know, you go through this process. Everyone yes. does. Well, you're simplifying something very profound and I'm really, it's, it's fantastic. So, um, and I love, I love all this. I, I agree with it. So you, what is your five? Let's go back into, so five. We've, we've got, yep. yeah, so we've gone over your three. Um, so, you know, you've got your, the you first people first and then conditions, actions, needs, and then what's your five again? The good thing is just as I go through the system, one, three, five, seven is it does go in order, yes. but it doesn't necessarily have to start in order. You could start anywhere if that makes right. any sense. So in other words, okay. You know, if you've yeah. already been setting your goals, you might want to know about can, or you might want to know about the next one, which is the five 
systems of successful people. In fact, that's the one oh, I've written the book on. Okay, so this is getting a little more involved. Oh, that's your book. Okay. This is the one I've written a book on. And, you know, I've been, I had an order the other day from an American company for 100 books for their executive team to read and learn. Um, it's It's been selling really well. I've only released it like three months ago. Excellent. So, well, congratulations. That's fantastic. And but the, can you pick that up systems? on Amazon? Oh, yeah, Amazon that- only at this stage because I'm hoping – Look, I don't want to be someone who's packing up books and sending them out every day. I don't want to be a no. I know what that's. <laughs> I don't want to be like a book too. distributor. And no, exactly. Even though it's selling really well. To, yeah, exactly. I'm happy to sign them and send them. But once I've written the five books I'm writing, I mean, I'll, I'll just sit here all day sending books out. That's no, not really what I want to do. But anyway, exactly. I'm happy to I do totally it because I it. I enjoy yeah. signing it. But give it two years time, it's going to be like I'll sit here all day just signing books. I'll exactly. No, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> no. I am happy to do it because if you know if someone wants to spend their money and buy my book. Obviously, I'm really attached to that. It's my way of, of saying course, thank you. So I am happy course. to do that. No, um, that's nice of you. Very nice. So the five systems, that's business judo, time duplication, the business of thirds, the rule of 100, and sugar and cream. Oh, geez. Now we're getting now. Okay, everybody, hold your hats. We have the one and <laughs> three. That's easy. Now this is okay. You're going to have to. Going to have to give us a little more here on these five. I'll give you a quick rundown then. All right. So business judo yes, first quick. off. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Business judo yeah. is about positive mental attitude. Your ability to be able to handle adversity. Yeah. Yes. Positive mental attitude, collaboration, leverage, network, and right. win-win-win situation. So that's business judo. Right. I get Time that. duplication is the one thing that every successful person understands. They duplicate themselves. They duplicate their products and they duplicate their money. Some mm-hmm. people can achieve one. Very few, two, not many, all three. But if you can achieve all three, whatever your layer of success or whatever it is that you want to achieve, whatever your definition is, you will achieve. Business of thirds is your strike rate, success and strike rate. You know, it's a third of the time things work, third of the time things don't. And all the opportunity layers are actually in the middle. So that's the business of thirds. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's very true. A lot of people give up because of that third that they're failing instead of going, I'm getting closer to... Yep. my sweet spot of succeeding. So it deals with the false negatives and the false positives, and it gives you that strike rate, right? So success and failure, and really looking at the opportunity layer in the middle. That's the oh. that's the layer successful people get is the layer. And it actually works out about 60%. Anyway, have to read the book. The rule of 100 is about your checkpoints. So that's your first 100 seconds, 100 mm-hmm. minutes, 100 hours, 100 days, right. 100 weeks, and 100 months. Okay. So that's like, you know, the checkpoints. This is the things... Right. And this just exists, whether you like it or not, like the business of thirds, the rule of 100, these checkpoints exist. All you got to do is harness them. And it can be either about how things start, like you think about a good, perfect example is leadership, you know, the onboarding process, the first 100 seconds, the first 100 minutes, the first 100 hours, someone starts in the business. That's like you're onboarding right up to the first 100 days, the first few months. After that then goes into a different phase. Now we get up to 100 weeks, which is like the two-year phase. Mm-hmm. So we go from onboarding to training, and then we go after two years would be career development, which takes people up to like the, in marriage, they call it the seven-year itch. But in business, it's yeah. not much different. Yeah. Now, people have a career and they go, after, after two years, is this really for me? Or after seven or eight years, is this really for me? You mm-hmm. go on LinkedIn, you look at how many people change jobs that are around the two-year oh, mark, around yes. that seven or eight-year mark. It's just you are a constant. so right. Yeah, I know one of the businesses, um, my, my primary business for many, many years, more than 20 years was, uh, you know, talent solutions, including executive search. So you were bang on with that. The number of people who start to go, hmm, 
about yeah. two years is, is, is huge. And it used to be like my own father, um, I don't know about your parents or would stay with the same job for 25 years. There was that built in loyalty to the company, yeah. but now it's more, you know, I'm ready for my next adventure or challenge. And you, you see the two year itch happening all over. It happens place. all the time. Right. And it's not like, it's not, it's not a stroke of midnight. So, but if you've, if you've got a really good staff member, you want to maintain or retain, you know, that at the two year mark, so from 18 months onwards to two and a half years, there's a vulnerable point. So you need to then start looking at career development after a couple of years, but not yes, at yes. a couple of years before that, you know, the checkpoints coming. So this is why it's like, cheating so understanding the rule of 100 is yeah. like cheating because you yeah. can be proactive you're not being reactive yeah. or responding you're actually yes. leading and driving and this is how you retain staff especially good staff exactly because yes. that's what no. they want that's what absolutely. they absolutely I, I talk about that as well and a different different packaging but it's it's this it's so essential yeah. to have that communication with people and that this is all great stuff so 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 what else is there with this five with the sugar and cream, the last one? Yes, yes. The so sugar and cream is about being, it's an attitude more than anything else, than a system. So the first two were very much so something you have to do. Business judo and time duplication requires some work. Yes. Business of thirds and rule of 100 just exist. Right. That's it. You just got to learn to tap into it. Do something and, and, and um, right. proactive instead of responding to those things. But with the sugar and cream, it's an attitude more than a system. But let's call it a system because it's a system of looking for sugary people. Sugary oh, motivated people, you know, like sugary that. motivated, sugary motivated products, you know, and, and, and if, and never becoming the cream and, and actually sitting at the top, right. Or floating to the top and stopping, you know, it's about always wanting to be stirred up and motivated. You know, okay. we've all seen, we've all, and, and things I talk about in the book is like RPD or CPD, which is car park disease. You've always seen those kids at school that were the high achievers or in sport or whatever, but never went on. And the, and the kids that were just underneath went on and succeeded. You go, well, how'd that happen? Because one didn't stop. One stayed determined. Yes. One kept on doing what it took. Oh, to get I what love they it. To do. Yeah, great. And that's the, cr that's the cream against the sugar. The sugary people are the ones who get in and get things done. They're always motivated, inspired, and make things happen because they're sugary. A little bit of okay. stirring and they're off well, and running. I wish as a as a whole as a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist, <laughs> I have I have a hard time with that word, but I'll you know, let's say fruity. Let's say that's whatever. Say Why don't you call them spicy? Yeah. Spicy. Well, <laughs> I because I like sugar and cream, and I don't even have sugar in my coffee. It's not about yeah. that. It's about understanding yeah. that sugar it, wants to be stirred and motivated. I, I like I I'm I I can see where you're going, and it's the energy and that vitality yeah. and positivity. I love it. And, and becoming the spoon. So you talked about coaching earlier. Yeah. So instead of instead of becoming the cream, we'll become the spoon and keep motivating and inspiring yeah. people. You know, I love become it. that. Just yes. try not to become the cream because if you ever float to the top, there's nowhere else to go, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, Don't get crafty. That's all I am. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I'm not a cream person either, by the way. But the analogy <laughs> people like. Them. Yeah. It's the one that it's the one chapter everyone wants to read. They go, what's sugar and cream all about? You know, uh, go, yeah, <laughs> that's great. I, yeah, well, we'll have to dive in for more, like, you know, more information on how to get there. And, and so obviously I guess we're, you know, what's your, what's your final seven? Oh, oh the seven is the seven tactics, right? So the seven tactics, tactics for time, right? That's the one thing everyone wants more of, but you can't. So how do you maximize time? So seven tactics. The first one I use is school teacher hours. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot of the school teachers go, oh, you don't understand. Well, it's not what I mean. We all went through school 
And we all understood the concept of, you know, Monday to Friday, nine to three, terms of school, blocks of schoolwork during the day. Wednesday was sport day, you know, English is in the morning and maths in the afternoon, whatever that roster was, right? So we got given that as a kid. Here's your agenda. Here's, Here's how you're going for school. So in business, we need the same. We need to create our own agenda so we can focus on those things or our own term. You know, if you're going on holidays in six months' time, well, the whole family knows that we're going away. We're going to be busy for then. Then we're going away for that block. So that's our term. And some people just leverage off the school term because that's where the kids are at the moment. Right. That's okay. How you come up with that term is up to you or how you come up with your own school teacher hours is up to you. The -hmm. second one is the mud mapping. So it's like business planning. But it just can be messy. It can be fluid. It can be alive. It doesn't have to be that rigid. In fact, the more fluid and alive it is, the more you can respond to what's in the can analysis, the needs. Instead of going on, my business plan was like this. I have to stick to it. Well, the mud map's like that. But it's just a messy business plan that's alive and fluid. I love that. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, because you can people can really get caught up in the in the, in something that they put down and then they lose that innovation creativity and going with the flow and getting all those cues that's wonderful i love that's that. off their instincts right yeah so yeah. and then there's 1440 which is how many minutes there are a day so it doesn't matter right. what time of day you're being effective does it it is irrelevant especially if you're right. in business for yourself or you want to achieve success a right. lot of people are stuck on this nine to five and someone's right. telling them it's 38 hours a week and that's all you can use to succeed less than 2,000 hours a year. Well, yeah. no, there's actually 1,440 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Make the most of them, whether that's in your health exactly. or your business or whatever it is, make the most of them. Yeah. Uh, the rule of 10 is about your triaging. So everyone wants to steal your time, right? Yes. So the, the triaging is really important when someone wants to take your time, whether it's a problem or whatever it is. So if the rule of 10 means that if I do nothing with this situation, is it going to change in the next 10 minutes and get better or worse? You know, if I do nothing in the next 10 hours, will it get better or worse? If I do nothing in the next 10 days, will it get better or worse? You know, right. so am I going to have to respond right now? What can I sleep on it? Is it oh, really that that's urgent? that's a good one. And also, like, if, I, if I'm knee-jerk reaction responding, will it create a worse outcome? Um, you know, or yeah. will it make the problem worse down the so road? So you need to actually, that's triaging time, right? Smarter yes. is smarter goals. So that's the smart goals, but with the R, so specific, measurable, achievable, realistic time bound. Right. Right. But also evaluate and reward. Mm -hmm. You need to constantly evaluate your goals and reward yourself for even the smallest achievements. Yes. I love it. It's what successful people do. They always always have a target and reward. Uh, The extra mile is simply the extra mile. Most successful people are just the extra one percenters. That's it. Yeah. Yes. A little bit extra attention to detail. That yeah. little extra time, whatever it is. And the last one is the one turn. So now we'll bring it back to surfing for you. Okay, great. Yes, yes. Oh, good. Yes. So with surfing, you know, like when when I was competing the, the and when I was coaching the kids to compete, it was the same thing. It's like, hang on, guys. We, we, we know there's a big competition going on. We know there's something coming up. But it's just you got to focus on one turn, one wave, and one heat at a time. Mm. Got to focus on the now. Yes. It doesn't matter what happened on the last wave. It doesn't matter what what else is happening, what the next round is. It's just right now when you paddle out, you just focus on the next turn. Mm -hmm. That's it. One turn, one wave, one heat at a time. So when you bring all the system together, it's still a matter of focusing on now. 
It is. I yeah. I'm very much. Uh, I'm very much in, into that as well. And and there's so many people who are either living with the you know analyzing the problems of the past. So you're living in the past and a lot of that, or you're thinking about the future and they miss the now, the golden opportunity. Yeah. And then the, finally, if you if you wrap it up, there's a sales angle to that. There's a leadership angle to that, and there's a business angle to that. Excellent. So if wow. you talk about all that system one three five seven for sales or leadership or business. Well, you've got some solutions. So here's the here's the challenge, right, Tish? Is that what I found out? What I asked most people is, what's your sales system? Mm-hmm. And most people go, well, you know, I, I get a few inquiries and I respond to them. I'm really nice. I smile a lot. And I go, well, that's not really a system. No, exactly. <laughs> that's that's good that you're responding, but what's the system? What's what's that exact objective you had for every step of the process? from your introductions to your presentation to your close, what is the system you're following? And most people don't have one for leadership, sales, or their business. They turn up, they're busy, and they couldn't be effective and doing great. But if you can leverage some true systems, yes. well, then how much better is it going to be? Absolutely. Yes. And 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 um, you've worked in commission sales as well initially to build. Yeah, yeah it's all commission. <laughs> yeah, and and you know I find that because I have that in common with you. Um, I started off in recruiting, you know, as a head under classic. Commission. I saw that. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. But I it was a gift to me because I learned through uh, a massive effort and rejection how to fine tune my system to connect with people. And it's not, it's, and then I achieved a certain level of success and it's, so you don't need, you don't need to persuade people, but learning how to connect with people and build systems is so critical. Managing your time, uh, everything, analyzing it and tracking it really helps you in whatever you want to do. But the nice yeah. gift about commission sales, because you get it right in your face, you failed, failed, failed. So it's great for teaching. You learn step-by-step step where you can adjust and how you can better connect with people. And if, you know, that's the thing, when you have a salary, you're not a hundred percent, you're not getting that instant feedback. So I'm sure, I mean, I love your system. I, I think it's great. And I mean, I know a lot of people who could benefit from that. I mean, tell us a little bit about what it's like to live in Australia right now. Uh, what else you do? I mean, you spend a lot of your time uh, training and coaching, mostly corporate clients. Do you do personal clients? I mean, um, and how else do you spend? Do you, do you have that sort of balance in your life where you're out surfing um, a lot as well? You're able to find all the time to do that too. Because I think as a coach, as a fellow coach, um, I'm a resilience coach. You really need to, to find that space for your own health. We talked about that beforehand and create that that passion and love in your life outside of work too. Yeah, well, I'm probably overbalanced um, now. Overbalanced? <laughs> That's the funny, I haven't heard that one before. Over, I'm so balanced, I'm overbalanced. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, I, I spent a lot of time working really hard and I still had a good balance through that journey too, but now... You know, I've, I've now had nearly five years of just, you know, surfing and, and you know, it's funny, like someone said, oh, you're not really retired. I said, yeah, I know, because I'm just, I'm just out achieving some more goals. And I went, hang on a second, you know, that's all I've done all my life. Yeah. You know, like writing a book, you know, people think that's work. Well, for me, it was a passion. It was something that was a goal, you know, for other people, it's work. And I go, well, actually, no, it's not for me. Now, coming on this podcast, people go, oh, isn't that work? Well, not really. Compared to running a software company and, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, man, this is this is like 
this is just a passion. I yes. love this stuff, right? Oh, um, you know, so, but this isn't work. But, you know, at the end of the day, writing books, I guess, is. But when you read the book, the very first thing I talk about is all of this is great that everyone loves it, mm-hmm. but I've only done it for one reason, as a legacy for my kids. Oh, beautiful. How old are your kids? Well, right now they're 18 and 23. Okay. So they're just starting on their entrepreneurial journey themselves. My eldest son... He's doing really well. Uh, he's, he's in civil, though. Well, I would have kept my software company if they were interested in software, but they weren't. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, too, yeah, too bad we can't get them to. I would have loved yeah. them to have taken over the company. It would have been awesome, but they just went, I'm not doing that all day, Dad. You know, uh, <laughs> I've got a bit of that. I've got my, I've got two, nage, two teenage boys a little younger, but yeah, I can relate to that. Good thing they have their own will and, and uh, direction too, right? Their own path. Yeah. So, my motive is. My motive is the legacy and, and sharing that knowledge. But the best validation for that legacy is when other people like it. So yes. in other words, you know, if, if people weren't liking it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here talking to you today. I mean, I'd just go, okay, whatever, you know, so be it. But people are really, really liking the systems and they're really, really liking the street smart part mm-hmm. of what I teach because I am Excellent. just street smart. It's all street yes. smart. You know, well, it's not academic speaking. It's not big words. It's, it's simple systems that people can use and execute. That's what people can relate to ultimately. And that's what people need. Um, all of the flowery words. And it, you know, in the end, it is all about people. And then the systems underline the people. And I think that's brilliant. It's got amazing concepts. And I'll have to dive into that myself. But uh, it's it's fantastic. Well, you know, it. Uh, and, and is there any other advice you wanted to give people, a global audience, any anything um, else you wanted to talk about today? I know we've covered a lot with your book. How long have we been going for? I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about other things, but we ended up sidetracked on system one, three, five, seven, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's the way, yeah, that's great. I think it's, I mean, we got to really dive into it, which I think is is interesting for people. So people can start to question at least, you know, uh, am I actually just kind of on autopilot, right? Um, Am I just going through the motions in my work, in my life, instead of actually focusing on here and now, how I can improve, and then using different different systems, you know, whatever they are, you know, focusing on all these things, starting with yourself and your health. I mean, you're not going to be a good performer if you're not looking after your health, you're not getting sleep, you're not putting in the right food in your body, and you're not following your passion. Um, yeah. So. I mean, it's fantastic, Scotty. I uh, I have enjoyed speaking to you. What else? What else would you want to say well, to finish off for people? I am um, really big on people having their own slogan too. You know, what is it that drives you, and what is it that guides you? So I came up with a slogan when I was unhealthy of "Strive for healthy, wealthy, and wise." Mm-hmm. And I know, I know. Uh, I think one of the presidents said, oh, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And there was actually a TV show called Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. But I just took it as my slogan, a strive for healthy, wealthy, and wise. And I managed to trademark it too, but not because I don't want people to use it. In fact, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want yeah. you to use it, but I wanted yeah. to be able to do talks about it and content about it. So I thought I better trademark it as something that I've now been using for 25 years. So I did. Wow. Okay, great. Strive for healthy, wealthy, and wise. And that's that balance in life. That's that perfect balance. You know, we all want wealth, but at what yeah. price? Health. So you've got to make sure your health is important. It's a priority. So healthy. And mentally healthy, physically healthy, yes. socially healthy. Oh, there's been so Same much as the of that. Yeah. Wealthy, physically, socially, mentally wealthy. 
you know, and yes. wise. Make smart decisions. Is this really what I want? Is this really going to help me? So strive for healthy, wealthy, and wise has been a driver for a long time for me. Um, just a driver. Could I ask you, um, I think people will be piqued by this too, and a lot of people struggle with, um, well, there's a lot of struggles right now. We won't go into the long list, but anything that can help people when it comes to their weight. Um, and a lot of people have a lot, carrying a lot of extra weight. When I look at you, I've never met you in person before, but it looks like you've always been fit, right? You just, you exude that. So could you tell, I think this no. would be a great way to inspire people. Like they're like, oh, well, he's always fit. I remember speaking at, to a large audience. I was the keynote speaker in, uh, in the U.S. And I was, I was on stage and talking about some something that you know a way to become successful and I overheard someone in the audience say oh it's it's yeah it's easy for her to say she's always been successful right it comes easy and that was a cue for me so I start sharing more like this this the, the struggle and the pain along my journey so they could see no I'm just like you I, I had all these struggles and hardships and pain and maybe possibly more in my life story and yet was able to do this. So it, it ended up being part of what I decided I would do every time in the future. And so you should, if you just appear here today, I'm a Mr. or Mrs. Successful, sometimes the inspiration piece, you know, is, is talking about the struggles too. So I wouldn't mind hearing about this in terms of this, this bigger person who lost weight. How did that happen? I mean, well, I wasn't how happy did you get <laughs> yeah, it starts with that. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't surfing and I wasn't happy and you know I was I was working all the time, but I did set myself up so I don't regret it. There was a period right. there where I went for four years. I didn't have a holiday, I just worked, worked, worked. Oh okay. you know, I come I come from poverty, not not homeless, but you know, single mum, four kids. It was poverty, right? So right. Uh, I've been paying my own way since I've been 16. Um, wow. Anyway, long story short is you know, at the end of the day, I, I got to that point where I was just not happy anymore with who I was. I was nearly 100 kilos. I'm not sure what that is in pounds, but it was pretty heavy. And um, I, was, I was size 38 inch pants. I'm not sure what wow. that yeah, is. Size 38. Yeah. Well, for me, it was massive, right? So I was, yes. I was small. So then I went, this isn't me. So I decided to, I decided to change. It was like, no, something's going to give. And I was still working really hard. That Working hard wasn't a problem because that's all I had for me yes. right I was to work harder or else no one else was going to do it for me if it's to be it's up to me but right. I started prioritizing my health a bit more uh, in fact I've got a diary here somewhere anyway I can, oh. I can show it to you if you want to where I actually lost weight and I set my goals and I had you talked about a vision board earlier where I wrote it down in a book you know and yes. I had these big distinct goals and I started to do triathlons because I figured well, what's the healthiest sport I could do if I'm going to lose weight jeez if yeah. I'm going to lose weight what's the one way I can know that I'm now fit again? And I went, well, I'll do triathlons. Wow. Man, that's yes. I've it done one or work. two. Yeah. I've done one or two and it is a lot of work. Yes. All the way up to a half Ironman. I had a goal of doing a full Ironman, but back then you had to qualify and I never quite qualified. Oh, wow. Well, so, half Ironman. That's very impressive, Scotty. Yeah. I only did the minis and that yeah. that's a significant commitment. You cannot be unfit doing those. So that's why I did triathlons. And then I, then I got, in 2003, I stopped doing those. I was happy with where I was at. The company re-netted, started, and I started back surfing again. So that's that's one thing. Wow. We talk about adversity and, and, you know, and dealing with things. So it's chapter one, business judo. It deals about positive mental attitude and adversity. So every bad thing that I've ever had, had happen in my life 
has always resulted in the most success I've also ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. So I left the insurance business because of, I won't call it bullying, narcissistic people around me or whatever you want to call it. I won't call it all that. I just wasn't happy anymore. And I went, this isn't for me. It's time to change. Now, I actually did that in 97, 98. It just took till 2000 for me to execute it. Right. It does. So I made the decision time. long before yeah. I left. Right. Right. And probably right on cue when you look at the rule of 100. It just took me a little while to execute it. But the moment I could, I was out. So, and then it took two years to start the company Renet. So I took six attempts, six different business ideas I had. And I won't say the first three definitely didn't work out. The last three worked, but the one that worked the best was Renet, the real estate software business. And then oh, I was off that- and running. Okay, so that's what you built in real estate software. Okay. It's a real estate software company. And the other two was to do with car industry and the other one was to do with accommodation. They they worked. There was no problems there, but the real estate industry I got traction with straight away. And I went, well, well the course of least resistance, right. conditions, actions, needs, this is yeah. going to work. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, congratulations. This looks that's like fantastic. a sure thing. Turns out selling cars online worked as well. And it turns out accommodation online worked really well too. Oh, yeah, well, good for you. Yeah, once you're putting them all together. And yeah, are they still going? Is no, your software, you've sold them. I, yeah. I let them, no, I just let them die a natural death. I held on to some of those clients for nearly 10 years from the, the initial trying of that. Uh, but the real estate was the only thing I was focused on after a while. Uh, that was it. So it was like like it was the, the, the course of least resistance. It was the one I was getting the most traction with. And in the end, it became like selling lollies to kids. Every time I spoke to someone, my strike rate was one in every two. Wow. So um, I didn't yeah. have to knock on a door again after nearly four years. So I spent four years knocking on doors, trying to drive the business and start a business. And in September 2003 was the last time I knocked on a door. So nearly four years later. Wow. And interestingly enough, after the first year of trying and the first three failed attempts, I thought to myself, I can't do this. I'm not going to, I can't start a business. I can't start a company. I can't start anything. So I started looking for work. I started applying for jobs, right? Mrs. wasn't very happy either, right? Yes. So when there's no money coming in and you're playing yes. on computers all day and night, yes. yeah, exactly. it's like, well, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing? Yeah. It was, it was Get pretty the heavy time without getting yes. into it too much. Um, but I started to lose confidence, right? As you do, you start, yes. to lose, maybe I can't do this. So right. I started applying for jobs, but here's the funny thing, right? Just like when I left the insurance business because of, adversity because of problems then i thought well i'll I'll start applying for work but not only did i not get a job i actually never even got a job interview wow that's a blessing now in retrospect i'm so glad no one hired me because (laughs) you know it it forced me to continue on that journey of trying to find a business oh yes and then in may 2001 so several months later of this isn't working no one's hiring me I bought two books. I bought two books, one on PHP, one on MySQL. Doesn't matter if you know what that is. It's about, you know, software, online software. Yes. As we now know, it's called cloud or software right, as a service. Right. It yes. wasn't called that back then. No. But anyway, I bought those two books in May. And by September was when I had the three products up and running in concept or in proof of concept. Mm-hmm. And I, I started selling it to the, to the people that I had around here. And I started charging people in uh, December for the real estate software. And I started the company in February, 2002, because I had 30 real estate That's agents that were paying me a monthly fee. Right. And wow. I went, I'm off and running now. Oh, so, isn't that fantastic? What a great story. And but a year earlier, I was looking yeah. for work. You know, wow. I was like, I, I can't do this. Even though I had belief or a bit of confidence, it wasn't working. And, you know, when we talk about adversity, 
it's it's through those things. So, so here's the thing with positive mental attitude. And, and people talk about what's happening now. Well, you know what? It's never going to be easy. If people are looking for an easy road, it's never going to be easy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just not. If you I want agree. me to say, oh, you know, it's going to be easy if you do this. No, it's always going to be tough. Yeah. I'm sorry. It just is. If it wasn't, no, if it wasn't this virus section, before that it was the GFC and before that was whatever. Oh, yeah. It's endless. I mean, if, yeah. and, and everything goes in cycles. So if we look at a decade of the business of thirds, that system, well, 30 years are going to be unreal and a third of the years aren't. Mm-hmm. For whatever, you know, yeah. whether that's the Corona section or whether that's the next thing, like a, I don't even want to say a war word, but you know what I mean, or whatever's going to happen, right? Or drought, or floods, or fires, or you know, if we expect everything to be perfect all the time, well, you've got rocks in your head. It's not, and you need to strategize and plan for that. Mm-hmm. Mud map out based on the business of thirds, your success and failure, and have those rainy day accounts. Have that allocation for what if it doesn't work out properly all the time. And then if it works out perfect, we've just got more in your back pocket. Yes. Well, we're dealing with something. I don't know about Australia. And I just thought I'd bring this up as we're discussing, you know, planning for a rainy day. A lot of people got overburdened with debt. And now they're they're living not check to check, but they say a couple checks away from personal bankruptcy. And so that really kicks kicks that creative spirit in the butt. But at the same time, maybe it's the perfect time to get out there. Um, what do you say to people like that who now are so debt burdened and, um, you know, when it comes to living your dream? Well, that was me, right? So, yeah, don't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was get me. It was, it was where I was at. So in 1997, I was fat and everything owned me. You know, yeah. everything owned me. I said, well, that's not how Scotty wants to live his life. Everything owns no. me. Redesign so it. I had yeah. two houses and I felt like all I was doing was working for the houses. I was like, well, what about me? You know, I'm not happy. Exactly. I'm not healthy. It so starts- I took a few years to change that. And yeah. that became the driving light of healthy, wealthy and wise. So I swore once I changed that in 2000, that nothing was ever going to own me again. Everything mm-hmm. had exit strategies. I didn't mind borrowing the money, but everything had exit strategies. Because other yeah, people's smart. money makes sense. Yeah. But I write about it in the book. I write about the book in the sugar and cream chapter. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I do write about this exact thing. So my advice yeah. is all in the book of what I went through. But, Good. you know, yeah. it's, it's, I see it all the time. Um, and, and OPM, other people's money is great. And debt's mm-hmm. great if you're buying assets, which is things that make more money. Mm-hmm. But if you're right. buying liabilities and those liabilities own you, look, if, if anything... And you're going through that right now. I'm going to go as much as it's tough. Mm-hmm. You're probably never going to let it happen again. So you're going to be a much exactly. smarter person over this next decade mm-hmm. because of what you're going through. And, you know, I pulled through it and nearly everyone does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, all I can say is you're going to be a lot smarter and better off for it. And that experience yeah. will never come back and bite you again. Well, great story and great advice. And um, look, look, look where you are now kind of living, not, not totally retired, but doing what you want and uh, you know, having a great, happy life. uh, I talk about the definition of wealth in the book too. Right. And you know, the the reality is if I never worked again for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. it actually wouldn't change anything. In fact, I make more money than I need. Even if I never went back to work again, even if I never sold a book, Mm-hmm. So that's the definition of wealth based on my lifestyle. Now, if Absolutely. I went out and bought a, if I went out and bought a forty million dollar boat, <laughs> well, it might own me instead. Yes, 
Smart. Yeah. And you See? don't want that. You're free. I don't now. need it or want it. So why do I have yeah. to go buy something I don't need to impress people I don't like? I don't yeah. need to do that. You well, know what I want to do? I want yeah. to go surfing. I want to go on holidays. I want to go yeah. away with my family. I want to go on the caravan with my wife. I want to go and do nice. those sorts of things. I want to sit on the beach till 11 o'clock in the morning while everyone else is working now. I've had uh, my turn. Yeah, that's that's wealth. That's wealth right there. That's wealth, right? And that's wealth. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, if you're buying things you don't need, whether it's too big a house or too many toys, Ego. Yeah. if money you don't have, well, then yeah. that is not a good formula. And if, if someone's no. doing that right now that's listening to this, look, I understand because you want rewards, you want to be able to get all those things. And, and with low interest rates, it was like they were giving away free money, but it was never going to last. No. And, you know, and, and you're going to be a lot smarter for it. You are going to be a lot smarter for it. So, and the world is going through the same thing. So the, the whole global economy was giving away free money for a long time because exactly. of COVID. Well, that's all stopped, right? Absolutely. And they're lifting interest rates up at half a percent at a time. You know, the official interest rate in Australia is 1.85 and people are hemorrhaging. I'm going, really? Well, when I bought my house, it was like 15%. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. I can remember those days as well. Our interest rates here in Canada have been creeping up and up pretty quickly. And it's, it's and along with, you know, prices of gas, crazy yeah, prices everything. of food, everything. So it, inflation in UK is like 13% at the moment. It's like, whoa, 13% yeah, inflation is like... Yeah, it's really bad here in Canada as well. I mean, and it's it's a, it's a sad scenario where people who are working are wondering if they can if they'll be able to afford their homes, right? Yeah. So this is heartening to a, to a lot of people, Scotty. You know, not just here in Canada, but across the globe. So thank you. And 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 you know, as I end with you tonight, have I missed anything that I that we what what sort of final. And, you know, inspiration before we, is, is that, have we covered everything? No. So, ScottyShingler.com. Yeah, just covered a this much. Bit. <laughs> what I love is that you're overbalanced. I love that. Be overbalanced and uh, <laughs> live the dream. Do what you want. Don't let anything own you, right? Yeah, Make well, that's it. Future. For 20 odd years now, nothing's owned me. I own that's- you. I take that. That's wonderful. You can just see it. Look at this guy. You can see he's uh, happy, healthy, and wealthy, right? He's you're living up to your your motto. Stri- you're you're beyond striving. You've achieved it. So oh, look, you know, some some people say I'm a high achiever. I go, no, I'm not. I'm actually not, and I'm I'm yeah. totally just a normal person. You know, I just stuck to my guns. I went through a lot of adversity, and that adversity made me learn some hard lessons. And those hard right. lessons set me up. That I, I just, you know, um, yeah, I'm not going to go into the stories because we'll go for an hour. Yes. Yeah. You've told me some great stories and I can just see looking at you that you're savoring life. So you aren't letting, you're really living the, the, the one turn. You know, I can feel that you're, you're living each moment. That's how true happiness is achieved. You're experience each turn, whether it's a good turn or not, you know, whether you've, you know, you didn't, you didn't look perfect on that way, but you're feeling each moment and look at the joy coming out of this man. So I think that's a lesson for all of us live in the now plan, you know, plan, plan for what all the eventualities know, know your conditions that are uh you know understand what actions you need to take based on those and but you know 
and, and then, you know, make sure you fulfill your own needs, right? That yeah. the most important thing is yourself as a person and all other people around you. So wonderful. I love your system. It's been great talking to you, Scotty. Uh, you take care. Enjoy every moment on the, on the waves. I've never surfed, but now I definitely want to. As I told you before, I'm a former <laughs> gymnast, martial artist. So I'm um, fit, you know, mountain biker, runner, soccer player. So, but I've never tried surfing. So I just have to do it. I'm actually and competing next week in the Australian surf titles. Are you really? Well, yeah, wow. <laughs> well, good luck. I, I mean, yeah, I wish y'all, I'd love to see that. And uh, did, can anyone, is it never too late to try surfing for people if you've got. Right, it's like learning how to snow ski or ride a bike. Of course you can, you know. Wow. You just, you just surf the waves that are relevant for you. That's all, you know. Wow. <laughs> Well, 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 that's great. Well, listen, good luck with everything and keep in touch and all the best. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your experience with everyone. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of uh, inspiration and hopefully some action out of it too. No worries, Tish. And just remember, you can go watch the videos. I've got them all over the place. Awesome. And I share for free all that experience um you don't have to pay a cent for it just go wow well you're definitely the sugar in your coffee scotty so yeah <laughs> take care thank you thank so you. much bye-bye bye, -bye. Bye.